What's up, everyone? This is Landry here with another episode of Cheeseheads Weekly. This is episode 33, according to my knowledge. And, uh, yeah, we're really rolling right now with the, with the show, getting the episodes out, uh, I guess you could say. I feel a little bit underprepared for the, Yeah, sorry, this is actually episode 34. Um, I do feel a little bit underprepared for this one. And obviously not quite as excited to do this one either. Uh... Packers coming off a loss to the Falcons will break some of that all down. I feel like, I don't know, I don't have quite as much information to give you. Um, but I did watch a good portion of the game, and uh, we'll, I'll give you what I saw um, from that, and uh, we'll go from there. So, uh, to start with, uh, we have the Q&A and the polls on Spotify. Both of those things. Last week we had 13 listens, which is a uh, uh, a lot um, for recent recent history here for the show, which is great. But we only had one vote in the poll last I checked. No answers in the Q and A. It'd be great if we could get some more of that, and also some voice message. Haven't seen one of those since like uh, months ago. So it'd be cool if we could see one of those. It would make the show a lot of fun. Um, you know, it feels like it's just me out here on my island doing my thing, and, you know, nothing really, um, no one, no one cares, um, which is okay, I mean, you can listen to it, you don't have to always do something, (laughs) but, uh, I appreciate the support, the listens, and everything, but, you know, it makes it a lot more fun if there's more discussion, um, so yeah. The show's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Pandora, I should be able to get the show out on Apple soon, unless it causes me more issues. Um, There's a link in the description to send in a voice message. Um, The link is in every episode, on every platform, in the description at least. And uh, you can send in a question, disagreement, agreement, topics you want to see in the future. That would always be great. A new segment for me, maybe. Um... Yeah, new episodes come out every Tuesday, and you can hit the bell on Spotify and maybe some other places, too, to be notified when a new episode comes out. Uh, You can tell your friends about the show. You can rate the show, um, uh, at least on Spotify, for sure. Uh, Tell your friends about the show is definitely a big one. Get the word out. Um, You can do that, and you can follow the show on Instagram um, every week. I've been posting, or so far at least, I've been posting, you know, stories of different highlights. Um, I'm pretty much reposting a lot of the stuff that the Packers um, account posts, and then kind of my notes for each one, and different, different little posts, trying to be somewhat active, but not too much, um, if you know what I mean. And you can also check on the web, out the website. It has all the episodes and not much else. <laughs> uh, how you can follow the podcast and subscribe to the podcast, which is um, helpful. So, let's get into the breakdown, I guess. I still did not get my playoffs bracket done. I'll probably reveal that, fill that out, reveal that here in the near future, obviously before the playoffs. Um, I also forgot, um, to make a Super Bowl prediction, um, so maybe I should do that after two weeks, um, we'll see what we can do with that, um, 
So yeah. I don't know. It's really been a really weird two weeks. Eagles have not started off great. The Bengals have not started off great. Eagles are two and zero. Bengals are either one and one or zero and two. I'm not sure which. Um, yeah, pretty much. It's uh, been kind of a weird first two weeks of the season. Um, Packers just quietly, you know, rolling through the uh, first two weeks with. You know, some good, some bad, definitely. Um, obviously, the loss in week two, but they've been kind of a quiet team. Not a whole lot of people talking about them, you know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just really been weird. Um, so, we'll see what happens. But I know, like, in fantasy football, I've had some surprises. Some of my players who I thought were going to be great, you know. Not doing so good, like Jamar Chase, um, Damian Pierce, Najee Harris. Um, Najee Harris, maybe I should have seen that coming, but man, um, I keep trying to draft him, and uh, he keeps letting me down. (laughs) So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, Yeah, with the NFL. Um, so next week I'll, I'll try to reveal my Super Bowl prediction and maybe I'll just have my whole playoff bracket there so that we can do the whole thing. Um, we'll see how that works. So, uh, here we go. Um, I'll kind of break things down a little bit. This is probably going to be a shorter episode. Like I said, I feel a little bit underprepared. Um, yeah, Packers, you know, they looked pretty good in the first half. I only, pretty much only watched the second half. Um, watched a few of the highlights in the first half. Second half, uh, first half, from what I've heard, was pretty good. Uh, Packers, you know, they were leading 10-9 going into the half. Um, a few missed opportunities on offense, but, I mean, that's to be expected. Um, defense did pretty well. Obviously held them to nine points in the first half. That's not bad. Uh, second half is where things kind of fell apart. Started off okay, I believe. Um, Jordan Love, uh, they went right down the field They with two scoring drives. I believe it was probably the first two drives of the half. Um, and the fourth quarter is really when things went south. Uh, yeah, they... they Pretty much, at the offense started, you know, really stalling. They kind of got stalled on offense. Jordan Love threw a near pick at one point. Should have been a pick. Kind of was dropped. Um, yeah, really just um, not great play. Some missed opportunities. He had an underthrown ball to Romeo Dobbs, which was called pass interference, but I would have seen him. I'd like to see him. Put that, you know, a little bit more ahead of Dobbs. Uh, complete that pass. Which maybe you wouldn't have been able to. I don't know. Like I said, it was pass interference. Um, that wasn't exactly a missed opportunity because of the pass interference. But different things like that. Um, and then the defense, you know, they ended up on the field a lot with the Packers not being able to do anything offensively. Uh, the Falcons just ran over them with B. John Robinson. Their run defense was just shredded. Um, by the end of the game, they couldn't stop anything. They are getting wore down. They just wore them down with a run. Uh, yeah, it just was not great. And then, to put things on top of that, 
Uh, Aaron Jones and Watson were both not on the field. Um, David Bakhtiari had some swelling in his knee. Uh, he They held him out as well, which, I mean, you can expect some of that throughout the season. Um, that's just... Um, comes with the territory when he's on the field he is really good though even without ever practicing and occasionally missing a game um yeah and then you had elton jenkins get hurt so that was you know a big hit to the offensive line i'm not actually sure who would have replaced um yeah i'm not sure who replaced a jenkins at left guard as possible tom moved in i should really know this it's possible Tom moved in and Nyman um, started there at right tackle, and Rashid Walker came was in at left tackle, I believe, uh, for David Bakhtiari. Uh, whatever the case, it it uh, yeah it was not great. The blocking uh, wasn't wasn't very good, um, and the Packers couldn't really get anything going on the ground. Um, couldn't stop the run. That was a big issue. Um, but yeah, I think the defense definitely played well, um, forced a turnover in the first half, but yeah, just couldn't make a stop, and I've seen a lot of people hating on Joe Barry after this one. Now, to be fair, um, some of this is on Joe Barry, some of this is on the defense, um, but I think a lot of this is also on the offense and on Jordan Love. Now, I realize I love Jordan Love just as much as everyone else does, man. Um, I think he's really cool. Um, great guy. Fun player to watch. Um, I'm absolutely going to be defending Jordan Love, and I will defend him more than I would defend Joe Barry. But I do think Joe Barry does deserve a little bit of credit here. Um, yes, in the fourth quarter, he was kind of outmatched um, as far as play calling by Arthur Smith, but to be fair, he really didn't have, there wasn't much he could do. B. John Robinson absolutely tore the defense apart, um, just running the ball, and then his pass-catching skills. Um, Joe Barry, I think he was, he did some good things. He was willing to change the defense, you know. He normally likes to play um, a lot of guys in coverage. B. John Robinson was shredding him. He put more guys in there, stacked the box, Arthur Smith, there was the one play. He was bringing guys in, stack the boss, playing man, man coverage then with the receivers, which I thought was a good idea, you know. Lots of guys in the box. If they go play action, try to pass it. Uh, lots of guys there to rush the passer. And then man, man, uh, man coverage. Uh, I'm happy with that because you got Rasul Douglas, who had an interception earlier in the game. You have Jair Alexander. I'm pretty confident that they can lock down um, their receiving options, but I tell you what, man, the, he went man coverage, stacked the box, and the Falcons sent Bijan Robinson out wide, well, what's going to happen, a linebacker has to guard him, and it happened to be Devondre, Devondre Campbell, he was absolutely outmatched, um, I don't think there's really any linebacker, at least not many, possibly Quay Walker could have, I don't think he could have either, very hard, tough for a linebacker to stick with B. John Robinson, and it was just an easy pass completion. Um, and, yeah, it was just a chess match, and when you got a guy like B. John Robinson, talent like that on your team, 
and he's easily just gashing you. The defense is tired. There's just very little you can do to stop their offense. Because um, you can do play action stuff. Um, you can uh, shoot it out to him on a screen. Um, or play man coverage. And that gives you some, some options in the passing game. Off play action or whatever. Um, opens up some some options there. Um, so, yeah, there wasn't really much the Packers could do defensively. Really what needed to happen, the offense needed to stay on the field. They needed to get down there and score. All they needed to do was score one more time. That would have been enough um, to get them to win. As it as it happened, uh, it was not enough to get them to win, what they did. And uh, the defense got shredded as a result. Joe Barry has been called out. I noticed... The Packers defense played well against the Bears, you know. Everyone's like, oh, man. No one really said a whole lot. No, at least not from what I've seen on social media or anything. But, like, you know, people are thinking, oh, well, Joe Barry defense was great in week one. Not a whole lot of credit given to Joe Barry. As soon as he has one bad game, man, everyone's all over him. Um, I really credit him. He was changing the defense around, okay? He was doing all he could to stop B. John Robinson. There was really just nothing he could do. The guys were worn out. They were missing tackles. B. John Robinson is really good, by the way, in case you didn't know. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it was just really tough um, to do anything defensively, especially in that fourth quarter with the momentum shifting to the Falcons and the Packers not being able to generate anything on offense. So enough about that. Um, let's go to our standouts here. My five best players, or sorry, three best players on offense, three on defense. We'll start with the offense. Number one, wide receiver Jaden Reed, rookie. Uh, he scored his first career touchdown in the first half and then scored again in the second half on a beauty uh, yep, really nice game by Jaden Reed. He caught four passes, scored two touchdowns, and only ran 18 routes, believe it or not. Really awesome game by Jaden Reed. He's gaining momentum. He's been flashing. Uh, he's going to be a big, big part of the offense here, uh, you know, throughout the season. Uh, number two on the list. Um, I don't know. It's... Kind of tough to know where to go here. I'm going to go wide receiver Dontavian Wicks. And Dontavian Wicks caught four, uh, sorry, caught two passes and scored a touchdown and forced two missed tackles on 16 routes run. Um, very nice day. Caught, had his first career touchdown as well, also in the second half. Um, and, yeah, a really nice play to break the tackle to get into the end zone there. Um, I was really, uh, yeah, he had me making some noise on that touchdown play. Um, great play by Dontavian Wicks, and this performance should get him more time on the field. He's going to be a really good football player for this Green Bay offense. Very impactful. Um, to be honest, the first two, I'm just kind of going down the list of best graded by PFF. I could go down and say Josh Myers, man. Josh Myers was really good. Solid as a pass blocker and run blocker, blocker over 48 snaps. Um, but I guess I will, I don't know. 
I could go Jordan Love here too, but he kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter, although the whole offense kind of did as a whole. It's kind of hard to know. I don't have a guy that really stands out here for the number three spot. I guess I'll go Josh Myers just because this is just the top three um, PFF graded offensive players. Um, but I'm going to go with him because he's an offensive lineman. They don't get a lot of love. And, you know, uh, people have been wanting Josh Myers to be replaced. Um, I was one of them. I will say that. Um, but, yeah, it's... Um, Nice game from Josh Myers. It'd be great if he could keep that up. I'm not so sure he will. Um, he's been very inconsistent um, as a starter at center, but we'll see what happens. On the defensive side of the ball, number one, we're going to say Quay Walker. He built on his last week's performance. Second-year linebacker out of Georgia. He's uh, showing some development. I'm excited for him. Um, he was flying around the field. Uh, had 11 solo tackles, 8 assisted. He had 4 pressures, 1 QB hit, 4 stops, a pass breakup. And the pass breakup one should have been intercepted too. Could have had the second interception in as many weeks. Um, did not ever miss a tackle. That is great. Earned the team's top tackling grade. Um, and everyone, you know, B. John Robinson's a very slippery guy. And Quay Walker did not miss a single tackle. Big stuff for Quay. I'm very excited for him moving forward. Um, number two on the list is Kenny Clark. This guy was all over the place. Uh, big stuff from Big Kenny up front. It was in his was in Ritter's face on the interception by Rasul. Um, yeah, he was big time like normal and. Uh, yeah, if he has some guys to step up, like Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton, to get up there, you know, Colby Wooden, Carl Brooks even, to step up, help him out, taking on blocks and, you know, in the run game, pass game, whatever it is, let him just be able to cut him loose. Um, watch out, because uh, this guy is a really great player on the Packers defensive front, one of the best um, in the league right now. Uh, number three, I'm gonna say Preston Smith. Uh, he was he was pretty solid. He had three hurries, uh, one QB hit, three run stops. Um, had a strong coverage grade, so he did a little bit of everything. Was pretty good about everything he did. Uh, so nice game by the veteran Preston Smith. He's been solid, you know, quietly um, producing and being an anchor, um, an outside linebacker here. And they have a lot of depth at this position. Uh, Justin Hollins and Lucas Van Ness were also um, graded very highly, number two and three, and their highest graded defensive players. Um, yeah, very deep there. And of course, they have Rashawn Gary, in case you didn't remember, and JJ Enigbari. Really, really deep at the uh, outside linebacker position. Um, let's um. Yeah, that's it for my standouts, players of the game. Um, as far as players that didn't do good, I mean, I could go down here. Apparently, Royce Newman played. I guess Newman came in at left guard. That surprises me a little bit. I'm very surprised he came in. Uh, was not good at run blocking, but he didn't give up a pressure, which is, you know, almost surprising there for Newman. Um, 
Yeah, Colby Wooden, Devontae Wyatt, and Carl Brooks had the three worst grades on defense, and that's not great. That's not what you want to see. That's that was really what I uh, what what I was a little bit um, worried about on this defensive line. And if you look, Colby Wooden had a hurry, but he missed a tackle and was horrible against the run. Wyatt had a stop, three hurries, but was also terrible against the run. Brooks didn't have a pressure over 11 pass rushing snaps, below average against the run. Uh, Darnell Savage was in there too, he missed two tackles. And Igbari is in there, he missed a tackle, was ineffective as a rusher. Um, really bad run defense grades. Um, and it starts with those three on top. The defensive linemen got to be better, and we knew this was going to be where they struggled. And these three right here are the guys that are most known for their pass rushing prowess. And they're good. They're athletic. Um, they can, especially Devontae Wyatt, they're really good um, at getting after the quarterback. But um, I think... Colby Wooden's probably the weakest link here, and he was probably the worst against the run on this defensive line. He can get after the pass, but, uh, yeah, really struggles against the run. Um, as I thought, maybe Wyatt and Brooks would as well. And uh, so, yeah, against good running backs, the Packers um, struggle. So um, that's going to be a point of emphasis. They're going to need to get better at that if they want to beat um, some of these teams with, you know, good running games. Um, yeah, that's my main takeaways. Um, unfortunately, Keyshawn Nixon returned a few. Returned one from, like, what, nine yards deep. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see him, um, break loose on a kick return yet. And return a really nice one. Um, just waiting for that to happen. But, uh, maybe teams are starting to figure him out. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That'll do it for today, I guess. Um, I'll hopefully do a little bit more tomorrow, maybe. Or, sorry, not tomorrow. Uh, next week. Um, let me know in a voice message, comments, on Instagram, wherever. Um, email me what to do about predicting the games. Um, I am playing ESPN, Pigskin, Pick'em. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough to fit my, you know, do really early predictions along with my reactions to the week. So I don't really think I'm going to be able to have time. It's possible I could post it on Instagram. might not even have time for that um, during the week for another episode or anything. So um, let me know what you want me to do for that. Um, if you have any suggestions, that would suggestions that would be great that's all for today tell your friends about the show rate the show check out the website at uh, greatcove.net slash cheeseheads um, follow the show on instagram at cheeseheads underscore weekly that's all for today thank you for listening to this episode of the show Stay tuned for my week three reactions and Super Bowl prediction next week. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.